leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Telehealth, which encompasses an array of technologies to deliver healthcare, is a rapidly growing area. Stratus Video, a language services company, is making a big push into telehealth as it sees an opportunity to leverage its expertise and apply it to healthcare. We spoke to Lee Horner, president of the Stratus Telemedicine Division, about telehealth trends, how it's altering the practice of medicine, and whether it can deliver on the promise of improving care while reducing cost. Lee, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. We're going to talk about Stratus Video. It's push into telehealth and what the opportunity is there. I thought we could start with the definitional matter. What is meant by telehealth in the broadest sense? <laughs> yeah, uh, that you know, that's, I think, the $34 billion question. Uh, and the reality to that is, you know, I think everyone's looking at the market slightly different in regard to telehealth is. Uh, I think that, you know, the industry as a whole is obviously, you know, providing a, a level of uh, delivery services via a video communication gateway uh, with, you know, a pretty robust and extensive platform uh, that delivers obviously a high quality of care without it having to be you know, an in-person, face-to-face model. And ultimately, uh, I think there's a lot of solutions in the marketplace that are solving for a lot of problems. Uh, and I think there's a lot of opportunity to really, you know, leverage the scale and performance of technology to meet some of the gaps in care that we have today in, in providing, you know, the right staff at the right time at the right place to support our patients' needs. I, I think some people would be surprised to learn the the reach of telehealth today. I know I was as I looked at some of the numbers out there. This is a, a rapidly growing area. Can you quantify to to what extent delivery of services happening through telehealth channels today, and and what the expected growth is? Yeah. So I mean, from you know, from a growth perspective, obviously. You know, if you take a look back just a couple short years ago of where people were using telehealth and the means to deliver quality care and great patient experience through, you know, the telehealth platforms that were in the market, uh, we've already seen an explosion. I kind of relay it back to the early days of moving from mainframe technology to distributed technology in the enterprise software world. And uh, I think we're starting to see a lot of that appear in the telehealth market to where, 
uh, you know, just doing communication either to rural areas or supporting rural areas uh, is one facet of where obviously telehealth has grown immensely and has really kind of was the, you know, foundation for the delivery of the new platform to now we're starting to see telehealth be used, you know, in many different facets across the globe in the world. Uh, but, you know, in health systems uh, around being able to deliver a higher quality of care, even with physicians that may be on different floors, for example, versus just having to be, you know, outside of the four walls of the hospital and health systems themselves. So it's pretty exciting times. Uh, I think that healthcare in general was ready for this evolution, I guess is the word I would use to call it. And I think that, uh, you know, we're starting to see technology reap a lot of the benefits for people to have a higher quality of care. And more importantly, patient satisfaction is now finally starting to be delivered at the highest level. Well, what are some of the major trends that are, are, are driving telehealth adoption? And, and how does it address some of the, the challenges that we face today in various healthcare systems? Yeah, so if you just look at what Stratus is bringing to market, you know, when uh, I joined Stratus a year ago, uh, everyone was like, you know, why is Stratus looking at that telehealth space? You know, we don't really understand, you know, what the what the fit is for a language services company moving into telehealth. And the reality is we're a great example of one of those areas where, you know, if you think about limited English proficient patients, who are being, you know, seen in health systems and hospitals across the country. And the idea of them, you know, walking out the door, being taken home from a discharge component or not being able to get in their automobile or have service to get them to a health system for a face-to-face visit. The idea for someone like Stratus, for example, to provide a telehealth solution that, you know, not only enables the ability for the caregiver, whether it be a physician or a nurse practitioner or a care coordinator, to be able to now remotely see that patient in a visual manner, but also be able to speak to a population, you know, of over 25 uh, million people across the U.S. that don't speak English, the ability to be able to bring a video interpreter into that call real time, you know, is a great example of just one area where we see telehealth starting to explode. Well, certain things become possible when you eliminate the need for a doctor and a patient to be physically in the same room. When I think of the the earliest examples of telehealth that I was aware of, I remember it involving the need to connect a a remote rural patient with a specialist where, you know, a facility didn't have one. But I'm wondering, how has telehealth evolved in its applications as, you know, this became a reality? Yeah, so I think, you know, in, in many ways, it continues to evolve. I think we're just kind of going through the first stage. And you're absolutely right, right? The early days of telehealth were exactly that. The ability to take a patient that's in a rural area that potentially can't get, he or she can't get in to see, you know, a specialist in a different part of the country was kind of what I would say phase one. As you start to move into a multi-phased type of approach in the telehealth space, I think we're now starting to see uh, the ability to, you know, obviously leverage specialists and folks that traditionally are very dedicated to brick and mortar locations that they're associated with, whether it be a single hospital or an ambulatory clinic or whatever it is, 
uh, now all of a sudden start to be able to provide quality of care. And more importantly, at that point in time, so the idea in the past of the rural market scenario that you were describing, right, those are normally preset timeframes where a patient would either, you know, call into a specific video consult or go to a local clinic and connect to a specialist that was at a dedicated location that was delivering telehealth via that infrastructure. Now, today, when you look at the advancement of telehealth and some of the things, not just us, but others are doing, the idea of physicians being anywhere at any time on any device and being able to connect to those physicians in real time rapidly in order to either help with diagnosis or deliver a high quality of care uh, with a simple click of a button has, you know, obviously moved the industry enormously over the last couple of years. Well, healthcare is in this this position right now where there's a lot of pressure to simultaneously improve care while cutting cost. God knows what's ahead in the United States as far as healthcare reform as we enter the new administration. But what role do you think telehealth can play in in achieving these two goals? Where where do you think the biggest opportunity for it lies in, in those terms? Well, I, I think telehealth may arguably be the saving grace in a lot of the things that we're going to encounter, you know, not just in the short term, but long term around healthcare reform and healthcare quality, right? So when I look at healthcare, there's always been this, you know, what's the cost associating with providing, health, you know, quality healthcare and what's the timeliness in providing quality healthcare. And I think you know, those two avenues are starting to converge on one another. So when I look at what telehealth is doing in the industry and the ability really to deliver a high quality of care, uh, and more importantly, a high quality of care that in many cases is equal to or maybe even better than an in-person experience in that physicians and staff now can provide longer duration of time to patients to be able to answer questions and really meet the patient satisfaction that I think we've been missing in the healthcare era for some time now. The idea of being able to leverage telehealth to bring an equal experience to an in-person, provide a longer period of time or be able to interact with that patient and physician model more effectively, I think honestly is, is where, you know, we're going to see incredible value out of telehealth. Uh, I also think, again, just kind of leaning on technology and the advancement of technology, the idea of being able to provide specialists and look at how you're staffing and the needs of staffing to provide the quality care that's needed based on, you know, different times of the day, different times of the week and month uh, are, are really starting to obviously be a factor in you know, how this industry moves forward and what the real value is both for patient satisfaction and obviously uh, physician fatigue and physician, you know, adoption of the technology itself. You, you mentioned staffing. This this does change the whole equation on the labor supply for, for doctors. I think of radiologists today reading x-rays from an American ER when they're in India. What does telehealth do to change the way health systems think of of staffing and treating patients differently? Yeah, so uh, a great example, I was out visiting a health system recently, and we were talking about our urgent care solution and the ability to 
really look at providing a telehealth solution that with a click of a button could go through a progression-based model, very similar to if you think about what we're doing on the language services side when we're out looking for an interpreter to deliver a specific language, we go through what they call a skills-based routing uh, and find the best interpreter that's available at that point in time to deliver that care from interpretation services. Well, on the telehealth side, we're basically doing the same thing. We're building an infrastructure that has a logical-based routing system that's based on skills that says, in the emergency room or in the hospital, physician is needed for a certain specialty to be able to bring a device to their bedside, click a button, and in all simple terms, go out and through the network, find a physician that's available. But when you start to look at the ability for performance and physician usage, you can all of a sudden start to do a much better job of trending and looking at performance-based solution around what physicians are you know, available 80% of the time versus being staffed and booked 80% of the time. You can start to look at trending models of, you know, what staff is taking 80% of a specific inbound or outbound communication from a video console versus others that, you know, may not be as readily available. So you can really start to look at the ebbs and flows and do trending analysis of what is my staffing requirements throughout the specific day and who, more importantly, Who's engaging with the, the platform and the use of new technology and who is not? So it's becoming a very interesting world at the health system layer because obviously cost is such an important piece to them, but so is patient satisfaction. So the thought of being able to really start to look at the dynamics of is my staff available as frequent as I think they are or not? And are they delivering the quality care that we expect out of our brand, out of the health system? It's becoming very interesting. I have more contact with my doctor today through email than in person. But what one of the problems with new technology is that it's often ahead of the payers. Doctors may resist using these technologies because they simply don't get reimbursed for doing so. This is ironic because proponents of these technologies would, would tout their ability to cut costs. How much of a problem is reimbursement in terms of holding back adoption? Well, if you had asked me that two years ago, I would have told you it was a huge barrier of entry. <laughs> I think that overall we've started to, you know, see the the different organizations and more importantly CMS and others, you know, be more lenient and more flexible around how we're doing quality of care and delivery of care today. So, you know, it's changing. It's evolving every day. There are state requirements in some states. Uh, there's federal requirements in others. But overall, what I would tell you is I think most health systems and hospitals in that market segment, at least, are looking to adopt it as rapidly as possible. I think they figured out the reimbursement model in many cases through the different CPT codings and such to be reimbursed properly. Uh, I also think that, you know, from a physician perspective, again, if I take you back to kind of pointing care, right, patients are more interested in being able to get all their questions answered and the ability to do that via a video console where a physician can see, in many cases, 50% more of their patient population, but provide longer sessions and better quality of care. It's a win-win-win for all parties. So. 
you know, I, I think the days of adoption are, are, are really now hindering on people just not willing to adopt technology, not necessarily about the reimbursement component of it. Well, th this is a highly regulated industry. Anytime a, a new technology like this is introduced, there are concerns around such things as privacy. Has there been a concern and what are some of the other barriers to adoption you may need to overcome? Well, I think, you know, in many cases, uh, I'll start with the physician population. You know, it's, it's not new to this industry, but change is hard, right? Change is not an easy thing for anyone. Um, but physician populations have been, you know, very set in their ways on how they see patients and what they believe is quality care. So I think one of the components to start with is you know, is the physician willing to adopt technology and is there enough value in them, in it for them to adopt technology? And then to kind of parlay onto that, I think the next facet of that is, look, it's got to be easy to use, right? And we talk about, you know, introducing new, tech new technology, but for any user, adoption is the most critical piece of it. So anyone who's entering this market or looking to perform a service or deliver a solution in this market, it starts with ease of use. Uh, if you deliver solutions that physician and staff can use without clicking 100 different buttons or going through a workflow that they've never seen before, and you make it basically fall right into their workflows and processes, I think that you start to see you know, a tremendous adoption stream. When you put yourself in a situation where you're trying to get a behavior to change and them to uh, have to go through many more steps and it becomes a deterrent for them to use technology and solutions, I think then you start to see your adoption fall. So, you know, part of the promise of technology and Stratus specifically is, you know, keep it simple. Uh, and that's ultimately what I would tell anyone in the telehealth market that's looking to deliver a solution. It's got to work and it's got to be easy to use for physician and staff to adopt. At the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference this year, your company, Stratus Video, announced a major expansion into telehealth with Stratus Telehealth. How does Stratus fit into this space? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, what I'm most excited about is where we're seeing opportunities. So, uh, again, you know, being very focused on bringing value to our current clients. So, you know, we're in over 120 health systems that we've been able to, you know, build business partnerships with in the last four years start of the company, which is pretty remarkable considering health systems are, you know, in, in, in increasingly difficult to get into and to really be able to secure relationships through it. But we've been able to do that on the language services side. And what we've really found is there's this convergence that's happening between telehealth and the need for delivering telehealth solutions to limited English proficient populations. Uh, the best example I can give of that, and one of the areas that we're really focused on today is post-hospital discharge, for example. And as we all know, there's a lot of solutions in the market that deliver post-hospital discharge, a lot of great solutions that deliver post-hospital discharge. But one of the key areas when I'm out speaking to our, our clients today and our partners at these health systems is, my first question is, well, what happens when a patient leaves the hospital under discharge program, but they don't speak English? And the reality is, almost in every instance that I've asked that question, 
the answer is silence. And the reason for that is because there's no real good solution in the marketplace that will allow for communication to the limited English proficiency population until we entered this market. And we've found ways through leveraging our technology that is through our language services team to be able to really expand and develop a next generation platform that allows us to communicate with this population once they do leave the hospital through a telehealth video communication platform. Really changing this market significantly is providing you know, a value to a population that in the past, once they were to leave the hospital, it would be almost impossible to communicate with them once they were gone. And the likelihood for them to return under a readmittance program was very high. As telehealth pushes deeper into healthcare, what does this mean for, for patients, for doctors, and for healthcare systems? Walk us through each one. Yeah, so from a patient perspective, it goes back to kind of what I was describing earlier. Patients are looking for a couple things. They're looking for an equal experience, whether the physician is in person or he's via a video communication. And ultimately, it shouldn't be different. If you're providing the right technology, the experience of someone being in front of you or someone being on a video ultimately should be the same. So that's the first piece. In addition to that, from a patient experience perspective, they really want to be able to do it at the convenience of their own location, right? And whether that location's home or at a local urgent care facility or whatever it is, the ability to consolidate the amount of travel and the amount of appointments that are burdensome on someone's day is another huge area. And then lastly, they want the quality of time. And I keep emphasizing that because what we're finding are physicians are providing less and less time for each visit with their patients, and patients are becoming more and more frustrated with not being able to get a full answer to their questions. So I think from a patient's perspective, ultimately telehealth really will deliver and supply all of those needs from a patient perspective. From a provider perspective, I mean, look, it's, it's a piece of economics, and it's a piece of flexibility. So the economics are you absolutely, if you're leveraging the right solutions and the technology appropriately, you should be able to see more, more, more patients more effectively, and you should be able to deliver a higher quality of service. In addition to that, you have the flexibility now of not having to go from one hospital or one urgent care to another or from one brick and mortar facility to another. You should be able to provide a stationary set of requirements or even the ability to do it over a cellular communication on your phone if, in fact, you're not in the office or available at whatever location. So I think from a provider perspective, it's a huge win. And then on the health system side, it's all about going back to that performance-driven model. So health systems and hospitals are worried about patient satisfaction in the event that you're delivering the right technology. You should be able to drive better patient satisfaction through telehealth. And as importantly for the health systems, they can start to look at trending and modeling on how the capacity of their staff is being used or not used to make better business decisions for the needs of their, their patients. Lee Horner, president of the Stratus Telemedicine Division of Stratus Video. Lee, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Danny.
Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send an email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.